Hey now, and welcome to the Elevate Yourself Podcast. I'm Rob, and welcome back to another episode. As I like to say, I get to be the host of this show. How cool. I get to host the official podcast of Elevation Corporate Health. And in each episode of this show, I get to sit down and have a conversation with folks from all different walks of life about how they elevate themselves, what they do to be high achievers, to be high performers. And it's it's my hope that these conversations will make you think, they force you to change your best, and as a result, help you get a little closer to becoming the best version of you. Well, today on the show, this was a fun, fun conversation, special conversation for me. I got to sit down with Cheryl Hazel, who is our SVP of Finance and Strategy at Elevation Corporate Health. She's been with us since 2006. Um, and, you know, she's a self-described self-starter, which I love. Um, and she's got this really strong, innate desire to continually be finding areas on how does she can improve herself and also improve efficiency for the company and our processes. Um, we just transitioned over to a, a, a new uh, company for all of our payroll. And she hit it in stride. I wasn't in those conversations, but I have no doubt that she just hit the challenge head on. Um, and in this conversation, we we talk about her, her childhood, growing up in an Air Force family, being forced to travel, living all across the world, and how those experiences influence her still today. Um, we get to learn a little bit about her, her mentor, which is her dad, and the impact that he had on her and still has on her today. Um, and we talk about what she does daily to help elevate herself and also get to ask her a few tips of financial advice for, for folks at different places in their lives and in their careers. Um, and look, Cheryl does it all for us. We're, we're so lucky to have her um, on our team. And every time we've ever had a, a think tank call or a spotlight call, we're, we're coming together, we're bringing folks from different departments, different centers together to, to try to think big. If I get the chance to be in Cheryl's group, I always make sure that I, I do. But if I get the chance to be in Cheryl's group, I leave the call so much better equipped to handle anything that's going to come my way. Um, and so I, I hope you enjoy this conversation as, as much as I enjoy getting to have it with her. All right, that's enough of me. Let's listen to Cheryl. Cheryl. Hey, Rob. Happy New Year. Happy to New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Oh my goodness. Well, well, welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, the Elevate Yourself podcast. This is awesome. Thank you. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to, to get to talk to you. Um, I, uh, yeah, it, this, this is cool because I, I just feel like we'll get into it, but I just feel like you are just a, a pro at maximizing time and efficiency and, um, I just, I really admire you. So thank you so much for doing this and, and being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Um, so I guess the first place I always like to start on this is I like to ask people, I say, start at birth and go. Uh, t- tell, us, <laughs> t- tell, us, uh, tell us your story, Cheryl. 
So you, so you want the four one one, Rob? Is that what you want? I, I want the four one one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, well, I grew up in an Air Force family. My dad was in the Air Force. Um, and so we moved around a lot when I was growing up. Um, so it was it was a bit difficult at times, obviously, having to uproot every couple of years, you know, and especially when you're a young child and, and making friends and, and all of that kind of stuff. So it was difficult. Um, it, we did end up relying on each other. I am the youngest of three, uh, have a, an older sister and an older brother. So the three of us really became each other's best friends uh, during those times because it was, it was tough. Um, we did live in Japan when I was very, very young. I do remember a little bit about it, um, but we did live in Brazil, uh, Rio de Janeiro to be specific, when I was around nine. So I have a lot of really awesome memories about living in Brazil at the time. Um, we did not live on a base, so we had to acclimate within the culture and learn the language to the best of our ability and try to make friends um, with people that didn't speak our language. So that was that was a challenge, obviously. Um, and I remember making a very good friend with a, one of my neighbors, um, and she did not speak English and I didn't speak Portuguese, but we kind of communicated through playing Barbies. So that was just a very interesting way to um, kind of form a friendship and communicate. So it was it was pretty challenging. But, I, you know, looking back on it, I wouldn't change it for anything because it really taught me how to be very adaptable to situations and, you know, different people. And, and I do have a tremendous respect for people that that come to live here in the United States that aren't from here and don't know the language and have to acclimate to the culture and learn all of the, the, the ways uh, of the United States. So it's, it just has given me, I think, a very unique perspective um, as an adult, you know, growing up that way. So that was kind of, I guess, my somewhat formative years. Um, as I got older, um, my dad did retire to Florida and we lived there, moved there when I was about, 14 or so. So most of all of my high school years were spent in Florida. Um, I would consider that my home because that was the longest place I ever lived anywhere. Um, ended up going to University of Florida for a couple of years right out of high school. Realized it was uh, it was not for me because I was not dedicated enough to be in college. So I left. My parents were devastated, and <laughs> and and they said, "Well, you know." And I told them, "I said, listen, I'm just not mature enough to be in college right now." And I said, "Well, you're mature enough to make that decision." I'm like, "Well, I'm just telling you, I'm not mature enough to be in college right now." So I left. Um, fast forward, you know, a few years later, ended up moving up to Maryland and um, started working for um, what. The, one of the predecessor, predecessors to Bank of America, went back to school part-time at the College of Notre Dame of Maryland. It took me 10 years to finish my degree, um, but I did, and I was going to weekend college. And uh, I guess the best way to describe my, as you mentioned, my ability to, I guess, multitask or adhere to deadlines was really formed during that time because my last semester of college, I was working uh, 40 hours a week. I was taking three classes on the weekend. I was six months pregnant and I had 20 month old at home. So, um, oh yeah, so, and I ended up graduating magna cum laude. Uh, so that was, um, you know, I look back on it. I don't know. I don't have any idea how I did it except for the fact that I had and still have a very supportive husband and he was just a tremendous help. 
So it was just, it was just a crazy time. Um, And so that's kind of, I guess, where I developed my chops, where I kind of learned a lot of strategies on just really getting as much done in as little time as that you have. Um, And raising kids does that to you as well. So um, I would guess that's really kind of uh, my, my, my big, my big story. um, And what led me to, um, you know, where I am today. That's, you know, they, what do they all, people say, if you want to get something done, get, ask the busy person to get it done. Um, and, <laughs> and of course, of course you graduated Magna Cum Laude with all of that. I mean, goodness, <laughs> of course you did. That's, that's fabulous. That's really Thanks. good. I, I love that. Um, there's a quote from, uh, you know, I love quotes and there's a quote, yes. Eric, Eric Thomas is this motivational guy. That's always, um, a lot of professional sports players hire him and, coaches him up and he says somebody took that same situation you're complaining about and they won with it and i think yeah that, like you know it's so easy we can sit there and go oh i've i've got to go to got to go to school on the weekends and i've got i got kids and i'm you know all this but it's like no you, you just got it done and you figured out a way to get it done and you can do amazing things when you just yeah that's that's awesome um i want to backpedal and i just want to hear a little bit more about um the childhood because i think that that's mm-hmm. really really interesting and how that's kind of um, your, the, the, uh, the adaptability to different situations um, because you find that a lot now, I'm sure we work with different people and we've got sure. people all across the country. And mm-hmm. so what are, so what are some of the, like the kind of the key things that you think um, help you to just kind of get along with everybody? Uh, I guess the number one thing I would say is, is I tried my best to put myself in their shoes. Um, I assume, I try to assume nothing. Um, and I, I, I try to do that when I'm really in, in any situation. I, I don't, it's easy to presume, presume and assume a lot of things when you're in a, in a conversation or a situation with another individual or several individuals. But I try to kind of remove myself and I say, if I was not here, if my thoughts were not in my head, how could I help this person or, or how could I interact with this person in the best possible way? Um, I, I, don't, I, I don't know where this person might be coming from because I'm not walking in their shoes. I don't know what they know. I don't know their background. Uh, I don't want to appear that I'm... Um, assuming something that's not true or I don't want them to feel, you know, stupid or I don't want them to feel as though I'm treating them anything with um, in any other way, but with respect um, because we all have unique abilities and understandings and everybody learns things in a different way and sees things in a different way. And that's, I celebrate that uniqueness in everyone. And so I, and I always learn from people in that way because if I am open to what people have to say and, and how they phrase things and how they see things, it just makes me better um, as a person. And, and I always have the ability to learn something new about my job or how I'm viewing a situation by just listening to people. And I've always been a big proponent and I've always said this, it drives my husband crazy. I said, I, I think I said, people are just very interesting. If you give them an opportunity to tell their story, it's, it's amazing what you can learn. And it just gives you, 
it, it, there's a, a level of humility there when people are honest and open with you that it's just, you can't duplicate in any other way. That is, oh my goodness. I love that. And I think I, I personally get myself into trouble when I sit there and go, well, why is this person doing this? That's not how I would do it. I would have taken, I would have done this, this, and this, right? Because I'm, I'm so uh, type A. Um, and I, I, and so when somebody else isn't doing that, but then when you take the step back and you come from the place of what can I learn from this person? What are they doing that maybe I could learn? It's almost a, in some ways it's a little selfish, I suppose, of saying, um, what, what can I, what can I gain from this person? What can they teach me? Um, mm-hmm. that it, anytime I switch it and put myself in that mindset, um, it's, it's always a better interaction. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so you you've graduated. You're magna cum laude. You've got two kids. Um, we're at the predecessor to Bank of America. Then what happens next? How do you go from there to elevation? Well, I worked in the banking industry for um, 15 years or so in various capacities. Um, the job, the last, I guess, job I had before my break. And then coming to Elevation was uh, I was running a limited purpose trust company in Wilmington, Delaware, which is, if you're not familiar, it's yeah. a trust company <laughs> in which it's really for very wealthy families. And they, they set up these limited purpose trust companies that um, pro- affords them various benefits. Um, it's I'm, I'm being oversimplistic, but um, so I, I worked for a very wealthy family in Wilmington, Delaware, ran that trust company because trust services were my background at Bank of America. And uh, so I worked there for a couple of years until uh, it, it just became uh, difficult. I was, it was an hour and a half commute each way. Um, and it was, just a, it was just a long day for me. And there was a gentleman that was hired to oversee um, from the home office in Baltimore to kind of oversee the, the trust company in Delaware. And he and I did not necessarily get along. Um, and I just knew I was, my, my time was ending. Um, it was just, it was very difficult for me. And again, the commute was just, it was just crazy. So with having two young kids at home and all of that. So I, uh, opted to leave, um, and I walked out, didn't have another job, which I've never done that before, but made the decision at the time to, to stay home. Um, and I stayed home for two years with my kids and they were, first grade and third grade and did all of the the mommy stuff I was going to school I was you know I was in the lunchroom at lunchtime and doing all of that stuff um all the things that 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 a stay-at-home parent does and and gets to do and I just I loved every minute of it it was the two years that I will never ever ever regret and always enjoy um so it was it was a fabulous uh, experience for all of us um, but after two years, I was ready to kind of get back into the workforce and, and just kind of dip my toe back in the water. And um, so I looked for a, a part-time job. Um, and at the time, Elevation was Mid-Atlantic Corporate Health or Pioneer Health Group. And uh, they, uh, they were advertising for a 20-hour-a-week a office manager, which I was like, okay, that's good. No, low stress, 20 hours a week. Perfect. It was a 20-minute drive to work. Awesome. And I remember um, Sandy Meager, when she interviewed me the first time, she said when she looked at my resume, she hesitated to call me because she knew I was overqualified. 
And, um, but she said, you know, you never know where people are in their life. So I'm very glad she picked up the phone and called me and we had a great conversation <laughs> and, um, you know, long story short, after about five interviews, um, I was hired and it worked out great. I was working, you know, like I said, 20 hours a week, part-time It was fabulous. Um, and, but about a year into the job, the controller at the time, his name was Don Levin, um, he gave his notice, two weeks notice. So he was handling all of the books and everything, uh, gave two weeks notice that he was leaving. And so Sandy and Tom came to me and said, so you have a finance background. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, um, you know, I am not an accountant. That is not my, I do not have an accounting degree, but I mean, I obviously do know finance, but I said, I'll, I'll give it a shot you know, what the heck, it's a challenge, it's something I can learn. Um, there are a lot of things about the job that I had to end up teaching myself because he was only there for two weeks and he wasn't there afterwards to really help me do the job. So it was really a struggle, um, just learning the ins and outs of the accounting system because it was different than what I was used to. It was, I was used to QuickBooks and this wasn't QuickBooks and it was very just very different. So it was, um, there was a lot of stress. There was a lot of tears in the beginning, but, um, you know, I, I learned, you know, again, it was self-taught. So I learned it, it in a way that when I brought in, uh, in somebody new and I had to teach them this system, I knew how to teach them from somebody who didn't know anything. Mm. So it gave me a very interesting perspective so that I'd be like, okay, I, I know where you're sitting. I know exactly how you feel because I was there not that long ago. Um, so, but anyway, so I obviously learned the job and I was working part-time. I think I bumped up to my house to about 30 hours a week. Ended up, you know, taking on more and more responsibility and, you know, then progressed into a full-time job. And then, you know, just, you know, just, I ended up growing with the company, which has been, it's been almost 15 years. It'll be 15 years in May. Um, so what started out as kind of a part-time gig where I'm just kind of be answering phones and doing something very simple to something that has become something so much more um, that I ever hoped and, and had dreamed or even thought could, could happen. And I could not be happier. It's been a, a fabulous experience. I've learned so much about myself, about the industry, because it was an industry I, I'd, I'd ever worked in before. Um, it's And it's really helped me become a, a much healthier person being around these people that are so healthy and this is how they live and, and they, they, they talk the talk and they walk the walk and all of those things. And, and I just have really uh, just embraced all of that and incorporated that into my life. And it's, I think for me, it's, it's been such a positive experience in my life. And I know that my life is better physically and mentally and any other way because of my position here. Oh my God. Wow. I love that. Oh my goodness. That's so, well, that's, it's awesome to hear that. And I think I, I, it's one of the things that I am so proud about working for Elevation and the company. And I, I do feel the same way. And I, I try to say that to anybody I talk to about our company, that idea of physically and mentally um, uh, healthy. Um, and what I, what I loved was the thing you said about Sandy and saying, you just never know where people are in their lives. Um, yeah, and she, she's so she's so good at that, and so good at um, um, finding people that are the right fit. And I yes. just know that, that you were the right fit at the right time for that thing, and then that thing turned into this other thing. And then it also like takes a it's some people I think when they were presented with that challenge 
would have run away from it. They could have said, no, I, I don't want it. I don't want to do it. That's, I, that's not me, but, but you didn't. So, I mean, that takes a lot. Where did, where does that come from? Where does that idea of saying, you know what, bring it on. I can do this. I'll figure it out. Um, think, that, co- that comes from my dad. Yeah, yeah okay. it comes from my dad. I mean, my dad was, he instilled in, in me a, 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 an incredible work ethic um, where that is, I mean, you, you have a responsibility to, you know, your job, but you also have a responsibility to always do your best, always do your best. And if you're going, to, if you're going to be presented with a challenge, you have to at least try. There's no, there's no harm in trying and, and failing. There's nothing wrong with that. So that's, was instilled in me from a very young age. And I mean, I saw that in my dad, um, you know, when he was in the Air Force and I, I saw what he went through and I know how hard he worked. And so it was just one of those things where it was expected of us as we were growing up as kids that, you know, we, we don't, you don't back down and you try no matter what. And um, you just, you just keep plugging and there's nothing wrong. And, and, you know, you, you can always take a step forward. You may take a step back, but eventually you're going to go forward. And um, it was always a very positive kind of a, you can do it kind of thing, but it was more about just really believing in yourself, having the trust and the faith and to know that even if you do fail, it's not in vain because you will learn something from that failure. They will only help you succeed in the future. That's, that's, that is it. That is it right there. Um, it, it's the, it's the, what? I think it's Nelson Mandela. Here I go with another quote, but it's like, I, yeah. I, I, ne- I never, I never lose. I either win or I learn. And it's like, whatever the experiences are that happen, um, you may succeed at that moment or whatever it is. Do you, do you take that chance to learn and grow? Um, yeah. And yeah. Okay. So, so you, that your dad gave you that work ethic and that drive yes. and all of that. Are there, do you have other mentors or people that you think like when you're presented with challenges that you say, Oh, I think of this person or um, this person really helped me with this. Uh, I would have to say Sandy Meager. Um, She is someone that has really shaped my view on so many things. She's been a, a, a leader to me. She's somebody that I aspire to be like in so many ways. She has afforded me the ability to have a macro view mm-hmm. on various topics and issues where I can be, you know, in my work, I have to be very detailed. That's the nature yeah. of my job. But I also have to take a macro view on so many things, but she helps me and has really helped me in that regard to, uh, quote unquote, don't sweat the small stuff, um, which is hard to do when you're in my position, but it's a mindset. And it's really a matter of just kind of uh, knowing where to place your focus um, and knowing that, uh, okay, where is my time best spent? Um, so she has, she has taught me how to, how to treat people. She's taught me how to, you know, really view my job effectively, um, and, and how to seek out resources in the best possible way when I need them. So she, I, I look to her and I think, you know, I would not be where I am today without her. Um, and she just, I, I owe my, I owe my career to her at this point. You were, um, and this kind of takes me into my next question. Um, one thing that Sandy really helped me in leadership training and core management training was looking at breaking down your day 
and where are you spending your time? And you can look at the day, the week, the month, how are you spending your hours? Um, Mm -hmm. What do you do to stay organized um, and making sure that you're, you're maximizing your time? Do you use a Google calendar? Do you, do you bullet? What, 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 do you have a system in place that you really, that is like, this is, this is how I make sure that I maximize my time. Do you checklist? Is there anything in particular? Um, well, I, I guess it's really a combination of things, but what I started doing in the last six months or so, which has really helped me, I mean, I used to work off of, I would write my list down and I, it's always very satisfying to cross us something off yes. that list. So yes. that's, you know, all of us list people, we understand that, right? Yeah. You know, and Sandy and I used to joke about, we used to have lists for our lists. So yeah. it's just a little crazy. But what I started doing was actually entering tasks on my calendar, on my Google calendar. So I, I see those tasks. I see that they're there, and it, it's a it's a reminder to me to get it done. Because it, if I if, if they're in between meetings, I it, it it helps me focus on where I need to be, and what I need to get done uh, during the day. So that's really been kind of a newer thing for me in the last you know few months. But it's really helped me, kind of you know look at the time in my day and, and what I need to do within the day when, when I'm factoring in meetings and everything else that needs to be done, but still obviously gives me time that, you know, cause things always come up that you don't plan. Right. So you have to, you have to have time for those things. Otherwise you just make yourself crazy and you can't get anything done because you're going back and forth between this is what I need to do, but this is what I have to do kind of thing. So those tasks for me have been monumentally important in being able to plan out my day and be able to get the things done that I need to get done because they, my job is so disparate. I mean, I have so many different kinds of responsibilities. I have to make sure that, you know, I'm kind of focusing on what I need to do, you know, in that day. And do you, and putting those tasks in there, does that help give a deadline to it? I find that I work really well when I'm like, this has to get done today, whether, whether or not the deadline's for real or made up. Um, I've created this self-imposed deadline on myself, right? Yeah. So the, the, the task that I use, I mean, it's like, it has to be done that day. So that task has to be done that day. So it's not a matter of starting a project. It's our, if I have a project I need to do, I'll block out actual time. But if it's a task or something like that, I mean, I, if it's on the list for that day, I've got to get done that day. I like that. I like that. Um, this is a, with your financial background and everything, I did want to ask, do you have any like general financial advice for, for workers? Let's just say it's somebody that's just, uh, I don't know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Things are crazy. Nobody knows what's happening. Um, you know, for whether it's people at Elevation or somebody else listening to this podcast, let's say you're in your, I don't know, early to mid thirties, you've been working for a little while, any kind of general financial advice that you would say to someone time out anybody get that reference if you if you are uh my age or older you may have gotten that that was a little zach morris time out he used to just call a time out in the middle of any kind of problem he was in i'm not in the middle of a problem but i do need to call a time out to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by elevation corporate health that's right us Elevation Corporate Health is sponsoring this episode, and they are giving all of our listeners 21% off. That's right, 21% off online coaching. Are you kidding me, Rob? No, that's right. 21% off online personal training or online nutrition coaching. Here's a little fun fact. Yours truly, that's right, me. You could use that code and get 21% off 
online coaching with me. We also have a, a ton of great coaches. As, as I tell people, I would hire our coaches to coach me. I really would. And I have hired some of them before to coach me when I'm getting ready for races. Um, so all you got to do, use code Elevate Yourself. That's right. Code Elevate Yourself, name of the show, for 21% off at ElevationCorporateHealth.com. Do you have any, like, Cheryl, would you say you have any like general financial advice that you'd share with anyone? I would say the most important thing is to start saving early and often. Mm. Um, yep. it's, it, it's, it, it is vitally important to just get into the habit of, um, I mean, if you work for a company that's got a 401k, that's easy. Because you just you set it aside, you don't see it. It comes out of your check before you get it, and especially if there's a match involved, then that's 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 free money. So it's it's really easy to kind of get that rolling. If you don't work for a company that that has you know a savings plan, then setting one up for yourself, and you know even if it's five dollars a paycheck or ten dollars a paycheck, just being in that habit of saving money and putting it aside. And knowing that, okay, I've got money there in case I need it, but you also, it's vitally important, especially for retirement, to save for retirement because it'll be here before you know it and you're going to need a lot more money than you think you're going to. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. So my husband, he's, uh, um, he, he works in construction. So his thing is you, it always takes twice as long and costs twice as much to do a project always right? right retirement is kind of the same thing it'll be here before you know it and it's going to cost a lot more than you think it does so yeah. um it's ne it's never it's never too early um and i would also say that when you're if, if you if you're living by a budget to always make sure you budget enough money for um yourself so not going overboard but you know just to have a little something for yourself that you are you know that you can look forward to that's tangible that's something you enjoy whether it's that starbucks every day or whatever it is um to make sure that you're rewarding yourself because you are working hard and yes you're saving but as long as you're saving that you're also doing something for yourself because you know as we know now especially during a pandemic self-care is so vitally important um, that you really have to take t time out to do that in, in any way, shape, or form that you can do it. I love that. And I think that that's, a, that's that kind of goes, I, I love that. And that's a, that's a great reminder of giving yourself that little reward. I say that a lot in like, when I talk to people about nutrition and things like that, and that like all food is, is good food. It's just the matter of the amount. Yeah. Um, right. You know, it's like uh, uh, over the holidays, I was like, I'm going to I'm going to absolutely enjoy all of my grandmother's cooking, whatever that is. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. but, but you be disciplined the rest of the time. You know, you're disciplined so that you can enjoy those things. And it's not an everyday thing. And so I think I think that's kind of what you're saying there about the reward. It's like I'm being sure disciplined, I'm saving, I'm saving, I'm saving. But this other thing brings me joy and I'm going to have that Starbucks or whatever. it may Absolutely. Be. OK, Um I'm going to ask you two questions here. What do you love sure. most about, what do you love most about your job? And then what drives you crazy about your job? You know, it's funny because they're almost the same answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and, and I'll tell you why. So what I love most about my job is, is the variety. So I do so many different things and, and I'm always learning new things, which is great because there's, there's always a, a challenge. There's always a challenge for me. <laughs> But that's good. So I'm okay with that. Um, I actually enjoy that. So the variety is great because no two days are like, they just aren't. I mean, sometimes I wish they were, but they're not. So, I, and I love that because it just, it keeps me interested. 
Um, I've been working for many, many years now, so it's great for that there's something that keeps me interested. Um, but in that regard, the variety, it comes, a lot of that comes from the fact that as a company, we customize pretty much everything we do to all of our individual clients, which is awesome. But it provides a lot of um, challenges on the back end, shall we say. So right. because we are so customized, there are no two clients that are exactly the like. Exactly like so. From my perspective and what I, the seat that I sit in, as far as the billing is concerned and anything financial related to our clients, no two clients are alike. So I really have to be detail oriented when it comes to um, ensuring that that our interactions with with each individual in each individual company is accurate um, and up to date. So that is that does drive me crazy sometimes because it would be great to be able to make things a little bit more, um, you know, the same, but it's not the case. So what makes us unique as a company, which is awesome, also makes it challenging for me on the back end. Oh, that's so interesting. That's something I hadn't even, I, I, it makes total sense, right? And I, I have a limited understanding of that for you, but right, that the, the beauty of the custom of being customizable then makes it a little tricky on uh, make it, you just right you just got to be on top of it sure um, yeah 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 but I love it like no two days are alike I mean that's so awesome right mm -hmm. like, uh, how many people don't get to say that about the job that's very you true know? what kind of while we're talking about um, centers and everybody being different what kind mm -hmm. of how do you, I don't know, look in your crystal ball and yeah. where, like health and wellness in general and companies and uh, being customizable, kind of where do you see this next year and maybe the next five to 10 years of just kind of health and wellness in general? I, I think, we'll, well, first of all, I think that there, this pandemic in, in some ways has raised the awareness of being healthy. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that there's going to, it's going to be an easier sell to yeah. um, to uh, any of our any potential client that hey your employees or your residents or whatever the population is needs to be healthy. I mean that's you know yeah. vitally important. We need to build up those immune systems so, so we can fight off all of these crazy diseases or give put our bodies in the best possible position to fight off these terrible diseases. Um, so I think that in some ways the pandemic has helped in that regard. Uh, I think that the you know it it's obviously changing the landscape because there's so many virtual offerings now and everything's kind of online. But there there will I think there will always be a hybrid. There'll always be a blend now that has there'll always be a virtual component and there will always be something that is in person um, so that you have that one on one. Uh, that connection with whether it's a personal trainer or, you know, a nutrition consultant or, or whatever. Um, I think that will always be there. And I think it's vitally important that it, that it is there. Um, and not to mention the fact that some people get a lot of, uh, get a lot out of being in a, like a group exercise class and being with other participants and, and having that instructor right in front of you and, and being able to watch your form and making sure you're doing everything correctly. I think that will always be important, and uh, and I can only see that this potential to grow because I think there will always be now going forward a two pronged approach when we you know, when there is a new client or there's a client that's considering 
adding health and wellness services to their suite of benefits is that they will always be virtual and always be in person or some combination of the two. So I, I think in some ways it has really broadened our um, plate of services and will allow us to grow, uh, you know, into the, you know, five and 10, 15 years and beyond. Yeah, I, I, I could not agree with you more. I mean, we, we know that um, in, in general, um, uh, I'll get up on my soapbox here, but you know, 70% of Americans are overweight. Um, or, yeah. um, and so you think about that. And then we also know that the pandemic has helped put a, put a premium on overall uh, mental health and wellness of companies um, mm-hmm. and productivity from um, their workforce. Um, and it's, I think it's great that research is continuing to point towards um, longevity with companies and productivity in which companies are offering um, health and wellness. Um, and that, that value is continuing um, to trend in the right direction for us. Sure. And, and I, I think you're spot on about the need for other people um, and that that's what makes us human. It's uh, other people is what makes us human. We, we need that interaction. Yes. Um, yeah. It's uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to rapid fire some questions at you. All right, bring it on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Bring right. it. Okay. One thing that you do every single day that elevates you. Exercise. Any kind. Whether it's taking a walk around the block or climbing a few stairs or doing a class or something. I have to be moving my body. Otherwise, my body gets cranky. So, you know, I'm not a huge, like, uh, going to the gym every day kind of thing person, but I just, I need to be moving my body in some way. And I would, I would walk from here to the moon. I mean, I love to walk. I mean, that's probably one of my favorite things to do. Um, and it just gives me a chance to go outside, enjoy the outdoors and, and, you know, breathe in the air and, and just get out of my environment. Um, and just, it just changes my perspective. So exercising of any kind. I love that. I love that. And I don't you like anytime I've ever like been in a funk about a thought or trying to figure something out, the minute you go exercise or go for a walk, like it becomes so much clearer, I think. Don't you Absolutely. think yeah. Absolutely. W- without a doubt. Okay. Best purchase in the last three months for less than $25. Puzzles. Puzzles. The Love puzzle. puzzles. Love them. Okay. What, One what, of my favorite what, things to do. Okay. Biggest piece puzzle that you've done recently. Uh, not huge. It was 2000. So I mean, pretty big, pretty big, but I mean, I have help. So my, my, um, 23 year old likes to help. So she, um, and I get mad sometimes cause I'll come home from work and she, she would have done part of it. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, or she'll finish a puzzle and I'll get really mad. But, um, but it's something that we, you know, do a lot together. So that's, that's kind of cool, but yeah, I love it. That's a, that's a great activity together. I, I really, I can't get into the puzzle. So my family loves puzzles. I don't know if it's because everybody does it and I don't do it. I just, I don't, I don't know if I don't have the patience for it. I'm working on it, but mm-hmm. um, you're, you're selling yourself short on the 2000 pieces. That's a pretty substantial puzzle. Yeah, I guess so, it is. <laughs> that's a good size puzzle. Yeah. I look at the 500 ones. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, uh, final meal final meal like somebody's like what's the last meal you're gonna eat rob i'm my grandmother's fried chicken mashed potatoes gravy i'm doing it all day what about you do you have a final yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go with the tried and true steak Mm. you know steak on the grill baked sweet potato Mm. love my love me sweet potatoes and a and a and a caesar salad with my homemade dressing 
Oh my, oh my goodness. Right after my own heart with the homemade dressing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. I, I've already listed about seven quotes in this conversation we've had. (laughs) You know, I love them. Do do you have a favorite quote, anything or a motto? I do, but I don't remember the author, but uh, it's the true measure of a man's character is what he would do if he knew he would never be found out. Yeah. I, uh, it might be. Uh, yeah. Cause I, and I think, Ooh, I, I have that somewhere. Is that yeah. Cahill Gibran maybe, or I'm not sure. We'll have to look, I'll have to look afterwards and I'll, I'll email you. Cause I've got, that's very similar to one that I've, that I have. And I think it's uh, it throw the test of a man's character is, is what he's doing when no one's looking. Right. And okay. I, I think it's the same similar. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. similar deal. Similar deal. Yep. I love that. Yep. That's it. Oh, that's 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 a good one. Yeah. Um, favorite workout song or song that you listen to on the walk? If you're like, you know what, I'm kind of in a funk. Let me just put on this, and everything will be fine. Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Um, just the beat of it. Is the right amount of beats when I'm walking or from whatever I'm doing? It just and it just makes me happy. It does. It does. It does. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. The, you, mm. you, you know, I finally when come that comes on. I start like snapping and. Oh yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. You bet. Uh, yeah. I'm like Hugh Grant and love actually like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, favorite snack. Do you have a, a go-to snack that you're, you know, maybe it's mid afternoon or mid morning. You're like, I just need a snack. Do you have a go-to snack? Uh, nuts nuts really of any kind except brazil nuts or hazelnuts i'm not crazy about them but um yeah i mean whether i don't it it really in any way in any form i just you know i'll i'll eat them all day any day all the time Mm -hmm. um but yeah they're they they are certainly my my favorite snack for sure okay that was it the only other thing i was just going to ask you do you um is there any like? Is there resources anywhere where you um, would say for for that that you really that you follow or look at that you think like if somebody was like I, like I read Outsider online a lot or I go to PubMed and I search articles. Do you have anything that you New York Times or anything like that that you that you read on a regular basis that you think people should take a look at to to elevate their brain in their free time? No, not on a not on a normal basis. I mean, I read a lot of. Um, you know, fiction. Uh, mm. I, I do a lot of audiobooks. I re- am always, always have an audiobook downloaded on my on my phone that I listen to all the time. Um, mm. So I, I try to, because the the job is so intense um, yep. for the most part every day that when I'm outside of the outside of the job, I'm my brain is looking for relief, and that's kind of how I get it is I'll, I'll listen to an audiobook and I just, I really get a lot of enjoyment out of it. And it takes me out of my current thinking and my brain just kind of shuts down and I can just kind of sit back and relax. And I can almost hear my brain going, ah, oh, yeah. this is so much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, I, uh, I, I, t- I tend not to do a lot of heavy duty reading or that kind of stuff other than, I mean, I just kind of give my brain a rest. It's so smart. It's so smart. And I know that like when I don't do those types of things, I'm not as sharp when I go back to go, have to go again. Right. Like you've got to mm-hmm. give yourself the, the break so that it can recharge and go again. Yeah. Yeah. But I also recognize the fact that there's, I mean, there is, 
So I did book club a couple times with the company, and um, there were a couple really good books that I read, and they're you know in the leadership self help kind of realm, which I don't typically read, but I did find that I got a lot out of them because I was kind of forced to read them for book club, which yep. which is why I did book club because I wanted yep. to be forced to read these books, right? So. Yep. I did get a lot out of them, but I, I and I know that there are things that I can learn from um, many sources. But um, I, I just find that I just don't have it in me <laughs> on an ongoing basis because I'm just fried when I get home. <laughs> right, you, enough is enough. Right. Yeah. But that's yeah. but that's good. But you have to put yourself in that situation to learn that. That's right. Yeah. That's that's absolutely true. <laughs> Well, Cheryl, this was so much fun. I really appreciate you doing this and for sharing your story. And um, yeah, just just thank you so much for being on the show. And I, I, know, sure. I know everybody's going to enjoy getting to hear this conversation. Great, Rob. Well, thanks, thanks, thanks again for having me. I really appreciate it. Wasn't that just an awesome conversation? I mean, really, how cool is Cheryl? I, 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 I want to be Cheryl when I grow up is the bottom line. She attacks problems head on. Um, she's an innate ability to get along with anyone. She refuses to ever feel sorry for herself about situations she's in. Um, and I'm telling you, the minute I think I'm working hard, I'm not working hard when I think about everything that Cheryl does. Um, lucky to have her um, and lucky to call her a member of our team. Um, as I said at the top, work for Elevation Corporate Health, and we've been in business for 26 years, creating customizable solutions for your fitness and wellness needs. Um, folks, 26 years, 25% of businesses make it 15 years or more. We've been doing it for 26. So we might know what we're talking about. And it's just one of the reasons why you can trust us from fitness management, to online training, on-site classes, virtual classes. We got a boost app. That's our app that you can integrate technology. Look, we help small and large businesses alike or groups Get healthy and stay engaged. I encourage you to learn more about us at elevationcorporatehealth.com and to follow us on social media at Elevation Corporate Health. That's right, social media at Elevation Corporate Health. I'll see you all next time. Bye.